season is over. I just had to throw you off. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Welcome into Between the Pylons. I'm John Camacho. And this is Jacob Waters. And the Super Bowl is in the books. Rams did what? I think pretty much everybody projected, right? Yeah, I know both of us had the Rams winning or going to the Super Bowl. I know a couple of our friends did. I, I mean, it was a very, it was a very easy take at the beginning of the year. But hey, they did it. I yeah. mean, not that that deserves uh, not the opponent that we saw yeah. that they would be facing in the Super Bowl. If but. you bet Rams Bengals Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. Congratulations! You you you're seeing the matrix. I you wasn't know more than me. <laughs> yeah, a lot yeah. more. Um, no, it's uh, it, I mean, I guess we have to start there. What we're gonna do with this show is we're gonna do Super Bowl recap, just talk about the Super Bowl in general, and then uh, we're gonna do our accolades for the season. Uh, we'll put we'll close the book on the 2022 NFL season, and then uh, as the weeks go on, we're gonna look forward to draft season. Uh, yep. Kind of let loose a little bit, be a little bit more ourselves. We don't have to talk about every single game every single big news we can kind of you know relax and just maybe get back to those those funky segments yeah, don't exactly we? Yeah. the dumb ones basically the ones yeah. we enjoy the most yeah exactly um all right yeah let's i'll let you start where do you want to go with the super bowl uh it was so it was a good game you yeah. know i think it you can look at a few big plays that happened um i was kind of disappointed to see how flag happy it got right there towards the end they you know they'd been playing the entire game basically flag free even in some instances where there definitely should have been a flag t higgins 75 yard touchdown where he just ripped jalen ramsey's neck apart yeah. they didn't throw in there they didn't throw in it a lot of other different cases and then you get to the last two minutes and i think we saw four and two of them were on pivotal downs mm-hmm. giving the rams more opportunities to to drive and then end up doing what they did you know cooper cup abs i listen I haven't seen an apple cause this much drama since the Garden of Eden. That's one of my favorite <laughs> tweets I saw this week. And Eli Apple is absolute burnt toast, man. <laughs> he He's getting attacked by people who don't even know football now. Yeah. He's, it's just, he's the scapegoat as to why why they lost the Super Bowl, why I failed math class, why my car doesn't start sometimes. Like, he, you just blame Eli Apple right now. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, I just, I don't understand. Look, I get, like, the mindset of being a corner is, that's one of the pivotal things. You have to be able to forget the last play, and you have to be able to, you know, think that you're the oh, shit at all times. I get that. But, God damn, like, exactly. You forgot your Hulk for career. You forgot that the Giants are, like, one of their biggest busts in the first round of the yeah. past 10 years is Eli Apple, number 10 over Overall, you, you forgot that you you were unceremoniously sent. To, that's a word, I think. Uh, sent to the si- to the Saints, and yeah. you sucked there. And then your last chance was with the Bengals. And I'm sorry, but you weren't like the cornerstone of that defense all year. Uh, yeah, you no. had some good moments. I'm not going to take anything away from the season, but the fact that he was talking before the game, the fact that he was chirping Odell Beckham, saying, "I know his tendencies," blah blah blah. You can know his tendencies all you want, but OBJ is more athletic and more explosive. I know OBJ yeah. got hurt and that's sad but where the fuck did it come from it's Man, wild I, I that he was talking so much crap I think it's crap. one of those things that listen you can go look up 10 minute compilations on YouTube of Eli Apple getting burnt yeah. that was before he ever made it to the Bengals that was just a <laughs> well known funny thing you could go do yeah. and you could see him play by play and he just looks so nervous and so yeah. discombobulated like he's he doesn't even know what he's doing out there and I guess now that he had a little bit of limelight he said you know what I can be the bad guy villain that people talk about or I can just go back to being Eli Apple on the third team that no one ever cares and talks about. So why not talk a little bit of shit? Maybe it hits. He had a, he did have a Bro. better year compared to most of his career. Yeah, yeah. Cooper Cup owned him, though. I mean, owned him in the Super Bowl. 
you know, he gave up he gave up the two touchdowns on him. He yeah. did. It was man to man. I mean, Jalen Ramsey's thanking God that Eli Apple was talking. Yes, Jalen Ramsey <laughs> gave up over 150 yards, the most he's ever given up in any game. And now, guess what? We're not. No, 75 should have been taken away. Yeah, 100. You mm-hmm. cannot be upset with Jalen Ramsey for that at mm-hmm. all. Um, but you know, he, he didn't play a good game. He didn't play the game that he was supposed to. No, he didn't. And yeah. you know, it, it is what it is. He, there were. There was the and really like I can go down. I mean, there's three big plays that you can talk about. The the first one down the sidelines against uh, Jamar Chase. He had he he was burnt, but it wasn't like he ridiculous. Was burnt, but Jamar made a phenomenal yeah. one. Yeah, catch. I mean like, that was that was one of those things where it's like he wasn't like completely out of position. It was just one of it was a great ball, great catch. I mean, mm-hmm. a great ball, even better catch. And then you obviously had the 75 yard touchdown that you can wipe away because I mean his his head was pulled the other direction. Yeah, I'm not going to really blame him got for that. Frank. And then, uh, and then it was the the play where I, I guess he tries to bite on it. Uh, ball goes to the outside against Jamar Chase on a little bubble screen. Gets and, it for about thirteen. Or uh, yeah, and that's not the end of the world. I understand where he was going, like thinking with that. But like, you just gotta you, you can't you can't let a guy like Jamar Chase get free. Jamar Chase is. I mean, we'll get we'll get to this part of the conversation. But could we agree there was like there was the number one wide receiver in the NFL right now? I don't think anybody can take that away from Cup right now. You yes, got to give that no, to him. It's his. Jamar Chase is top five. You can't. I, I can't name five better wide receivers than him, I don't think. It's, it's ridiculous how good it's crazy to think about how stacked of a wide receiver top heavy it is right now. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a lot of names that are deserving up there. Absolutely. And Cooper Cup is one that I think a lot of people try to argue against and find ways yeah, to not because he's a the, white guy, you know. Uh, I guess and, and, I guess you know. so. It's because it's because he's he doesn't not physically. Look, yeah, he doesn't not, look yeah, like OBJ or he's not or, physically yeah. dominant versus some of the other names yeah. that we see on this list, like Tyreek Hill with his just incredible speed that can just tear through anything in the world. Yeah. Um, Cooper Cup reminds me a lot of a Jerry Rice, though, where he's not so much physically dominant. His route running is crisp. His hands are elite. You know, he he's a good blocker. He can do a lot of different yeah. things, and he can do all of them great. It's what Cooper Cup does. He yeah. has this just this talent for being able to get open, have different kind of rub routes that he does, and the connection between him and Stafford is what makes it that much yeah, amazing. That, that how, how fast it came on. Yeah, it just. But he, if you're to throw Cup and Jamar up there in the top five now, I mean, we had a pretty cemented top five this past year, someone's falling out. And that, that's a hard conversation to do. And I know we do those groups in the offseason and stuff, yeah. but it, yeah, it's we can, be tough. I guess we could get into it now, but I mean, that's not really the where I was no, trying to we, go with we, it. No, no, I was just yeah. saying just it, it, it gets hard. Yeah, absolutely. It's just thinking about Yeah, it really does. It's That's a tough one. Uh, but yeah, I think Jamar Chase, I think Jamar Chase is special, man. He's, yeah. he's super good. That whole team, I know there's a lot of uh, conversation like, man, this is Joe Burrow's second year, but it was really his first full season that he it takes was. his team to the Super Bowl. It, it's tough. It's tough to look at the AFC landscape, and I know we're kind of bouncing around a little bit because yeah. we're, we're past the Super Bowl and now we're talking about the future, but I, I want to go here just because it's like you look at the AFC landscape and you know you got the Chiefs that aren't going to be lying down anytime soon. The Bills who probably should have in all reality if it weren't for 13 extra seconds on the clock should have been playing the, the Bengals in the AFC Championship. You never know how that goes if the, if the Bills were there. You have you know a handful of other teams that are up and comer. You know the Chargers aren't going to be slumps in it for a I was, couple I was years. About to name the, the, the Patriots you know they got a new quarterback up there and it seems like they're going in the right direction. Uh, you know then, then you can get into a lot of other teams but 
like, it, yeah, this was a great team. This was a great season for Joe Burrow and that entire team. An offensive line away, really, from probably winning that Are game. You honestly, all this to say that they're I, not going to get back. I, I'm saying, I'm saying it's not a guarantee. I'm saying, first of all. I, they're going to go get an offensive line. Everyone's worried about it, them getting an offensive line, and and I get it. But like they have sixty million in cap, they're going to yeah. go pay for an and, offensive. And with line. the notoriety around that team this off season, yeah. it's a bigger issue. It's been put on a every top world stage now. Why would any offensive lineman not want to go go play for them? I yeah, mean, exactly. like I, that's a that's a great. It's now you know that you a have a team. low bar to hit. Yeah. There's little to no expectation, and guess what? You can just give yeah. a tenth of an effort, and you're probably better than that. And look, there, there's talk about Taylor Lewan getting cut, you know, like, yeah. and there's a lot of other names that are that are due to be free agents. But like Taylor Lewan's a perfect example of a team of a guy like if he gives a surprise cut this year because he pl- didn't play great coming off an ACL, I don't think he'll get cut because he's kind of a cornerstone and big name in Tennessee. Yeah, uh, face think, for them. I, I think they would give him another year, but. If he does, like I can imagine him going. You think he doesn't want to play with Burrow? I bet he does. No, um, Bingo, they'll they'll address that need for sure. Yeah. I, but you're you're right though. I mean, it's just scary to think the about. The AFC all landscape teams. is like hyper competitive, especially compared to the NFC, because I think the thing that separates it is young quarterback play. Yeah, and we're talking young elite quarterback play. I mean, you you said you said the Bills, you said the Chiefs. We have the Chargers, mm-hmm. the the Bengals, the Ravens are doing pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and we got to give a little bit of props to the Titans. I mean, thinking about where oh, they were the at Titans are the team I missed. Yeah, absolutely. T- Titans are a very good team different they're the most unique built team out of that when it comes to they fit more of like the uh, NFC kind of yeah, landscape style. of things yeah um, but a lot of good teams for it and yeah I don't know the Bengals kind of they definitely you know overshot their uh, I can make the argument either way because because the, the, the big thing is this wasn't supposed to be their year. No, like this, this wasn't. They even, were the Cinderella story. They weren't even supposed to be a playoff team. Exactly. So it's like you kind of can take this season or this you know Super Bowl appearance as a you know th- this wasn't supposed to be it. This wasn't that they were building something, but this wasn't supposed to be the year. So maybe next year is. Maybe the year after that is. Maybe their window is still wide open, which it should yeah. be. But man, there's a lot of other teams that their window isn't closing anytime soon exactly. either. And, and it it certainly is scary to think about because you know the the greatest quarterback ever to never win a. Uh, Super Bowl is Dan Marino and he he went his second year and he didn't win and he never got back. Mm-hmm. You look at Cam Newton I know it wasn't his second year but it was I believe before he got the big contract right? 2015? It was the good step. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah so but I mean again and that was another one where like man if he would have had an extra receiver if he would it's the same kind of conversation because I look at the Bengals like man if they had a couple extra offensive linemen if Bro had a couple extra seconds I mean shit J- Jalen Ramsey was was on was his face, face down on the ground with, on that last play of the game or the last Bengals offensive play of the game uh, so if he had an extra second and it wasn't you know Aaron Donald coming down down hill maybe he gets that yeah. out we're, t- we're talking about Jalen being a huge sellout artist yeah. we're not talking about Eli Apple now exactly and we're talking about Jamar and Joe Burrow winning the Super Bowl. exactly yeah. exactly um, as long as long as that's the face but of your team Joe Burrow and a Jamar Chase cornerstone does feel they're, like, they're gonna yeah. be fine yeah the other part of it that scares me is like man you look at Aaron Rodgers and I don't I think Joe Burrow is a little bit more of the clutch factor that Aaron Rodgers has just never proven to be in the playoffs uh, that that it doesn't really think that's a fair comparison but Aaron Rodgers got there what his second yeah. starting year and he he's never been back he's had no. he's seen one Super Bowl I mean and that's wild to think yeah. about it's it's sad honestly yeah it's it's really sad that a, a Joe Burrow in that second year is almost matching the same kind of uh, yeah Aaron Rodgers is is Peyton Manning a lot of ways you know what they say about being the most fantastic regular season player you've ever seen but mm-hmm. when you need one game to show up in the moment um, that's where you could say guys like Eli Manning really step up and they can yeah. just kind of go under the radar but at the end of the day, if you need a playoff clutch moment game, there's just something about having that it factor that you just 
can't coach, can't teach. About. It's it's in your it's in your DNA. Joe Burr has it. Joe Shasty. Joe, Joe Burr. Joe, Joe Burr. Uh, what do you that. think about the the Rams though? Like uh, their team, their infrastructure. Other than this Aaron Donald retirement news, and I want to break that down too and get your opinion on that. Their core stays together very well. They're going to look at a healthy Robert Woods coming back, who's supposed to be a very pivotal point in that uh, wide receiver room. Mm-hmm. It's a good team, top to bottom. I don't think they're losing much. Yeah, I mean, I, is, absolutely. It just, is it just reload and go? Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things where they, they keep kicking the, the can down the road with draft picks, and they'll probably keep doing that. They don't care about draft picks, so I'm sure this year, in the middle of the season, next year, they'll probably have a need, and they'll probably fill it with a with a veteran guy. Yeah. I imagine uh, Clayus Campbell is going to want to go play for the Rams this past year. He There's a post that came out that said he was inspired by the Rams, and he wants one more season. He wants a Super Bowl run. I mean, that just seems like, every, where do you go? Where do you go it's, when you want to ring? The, the rich get richer, right? Like, you yeah. show a good success story. The, the Buccaneers were able to capitalize exact on same that. same story, yeah. They ended up getting a lot of good old veterans who were like, you know what? I got a little bit left. Yeah. I'm going to use it and spend it the right way. Ndamukong and Sue, another guy. Exactly. He's a season, he's a, you know, a, a year-by-year guy who gets a contract every offseason, it seems like. And, yeah, I guarantee you, he's going to consider going to L.A. A lot of guys are going to consider going to L.A. Yeah, their, their, their window is wide open. It does feel, and I, I think we've always said this. They're, they're our top-heavy team. They're they're a of couple course. injuries away from not being close to winning a playoff, one of those playoff games. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I'm not. That's not to say anything. They came into this this playoffs. They were healthy. They rolled, and they're yeah. they're the best team in football this year. They deserve that Super Bowl. I, I have nothing against any of them, but I don't think they're a slam dunk to go back. No, I, I no. Say. That, that's the good thing about the NFL right yeah. now, though, is I don't think you can name a, a slam dunk to go back. I can name slam dunks to go to the playoffs. But once you get to the playoffs, listen, yeah. it's we we got to see the best game of football we've ever seen in our lives played two weeks before the Super Bowl, yeah. And the Bills and the Chiefs going at it, yeah. And that though both of those teams very well could have been in that Super Bowl, wildly different games, but the caliber of play is very high right now. And like I said, we're just we're blessed to see all these good quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, did it. we have a bad playoff game? No, no. I mean, there's it was the there's a couple blowouts and wild card weekend. Other than that, yeah. I mean, it was just. Game the, after the Bucks game took after care game. Of the Eagles, yeah, and the Rams took care of the Cardinals. So the, NFC kind of ended up in a the blowout. Patriots could, took care. I think uh, the Patriots were taken care of by the uh, Bills. I think really every game the wild card weekend was pretty one sided. Yeah, but I then but it. then after that divisional and on, I think every Dude. single one. Bear yeah. with me, but was a one possession game. Pretty much, yeah, and it looked like every single team you could have. I think the Bucks is the one where it's like there was four fumbles that went into the fact that they were a one possession game, but still got there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, absolutely wild. Uh, anywhere else you want to go with the actual Super? I'm sure we missed though because we kind of um, bounced around everywhere. No, no. I, well, Aaron Donald retirement. I want to yeah. see what you thought about that and Man. maybe why. And I, I, just, I say no. I don't think it is. I understand that he has pretty much accomplished every major feat that could be accomplished and then some. Yeah. But I, I, the dude's looking at $40 million a year. $40 million a year? Yeah, he gets paid an astronomical amount. He's like the highest paid defensive player in the league. Yeah, but it's not $40 million, is it? You talk are you about saying? Are you saying with, uh, with, with like other... And incentives and yeah, and, and sure commercials and stuff. I'm sure he makes yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, listen, I don't know what it's like to be the best ever at anything. So, like, I can't really put my myself in his shoes. Like, what what is it like to be the greatest defensive tackle we've ever seen? I don't. I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know how. Obviously, he puts uh, his, his heart and soul into it every single year, and if he's just burnt out, done, and and doesn't want to do something anything less than one hundred percent, 
Yeah, more power too. I mean, it just it just adds to the greatest uh, Hall of Fame class of all time with Tom Brady, Aaron Donald, Roethlisberger, all those guys retiring in the same season. Kind of sucks. Whitworth, uh, you know, I think all those guys are are first ballot Hall of Famers and one of the best of their position. I would be I would be greatly disappointed to see Aaron Donald retire just because I'm a fan of greatness. He gets and he's been greatness. million base with twelve million on bonus incentives. No shit. And he wow. met every single one. Yeah, but he did. So uh, uh, so I guess base base is whatever it is. Still you know, though, I mean, yeah. as long as you're Aaron Donald, I think you're hitting those bonuses every single time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's one of those things. I I always look at it like, and I guess they're not billionaires, but they're at a certain point. Does like does an extra year of making twenty million dollars really mean anything to you? No, uh, like, if, I, if I, you I don't know. If you have your stuff balanced, that's just a life that we don't know about. Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know so what it's like, like to be the greatest know, ever, and I don't know what it's like to have that kind I mean, of money. They want to get they want to get paid like that for a reason. And I mean, you could definitely tell he listen, he is one hundred percent invested in the game. It's not like he's looking at a burnout. You saw what happened when he got in a little scuffle on the sideline just for a, a half second with an offensive lineman. The next three plays, he whooped some ass. He was pissed off, ready to go. How old he, is he? He has it. He has the drive. How old is he? Um he got drafted in I think twenty 14? Yeah, believe. it was 2014 because that was like the greatest draft, draft we've seen. And that puts him at like 23. He's probably, I mean, he's probably 30. I think Aaron, I'm going to say Aaron Donald is 30, 198 days. <laughs> 30, 198 days. All right, well, I got to go to Spotrack. He is 30. So you got the age right. You keep talking. I got to look I said it up. 198. Was yeah, that right? 98 uh, days. I don't know if I got that, bro. I think it's higher than that. Because um, his birthday's in May. Damn. <laughs> I love how we can do this. <laughs> I, I missed it, didn't I? Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Donald being 30 years old, I mean, you, you know, you start to see that decline, right, where Von Miller did, J.J. Watt, it's 31, 32-ish. 276 days. Yeah, he's yeah, birthday so, in May. Yeah. All right. Well, I, look, I don't know. I, like I said, I mean, Von Miller's still going, so why can't he? Von Miller, does, I, are they going to yeah, bring him we're, back? We're not even talking about, we don't know if we've seen the peak of Aaron Donald yet. I think let, we have let, seen the peak of Aaron. Let's, I, I don't I know. Say that. I don't know. I mean, it would be hard to think that he could surpass what he's done, but you can't say you've seen a peak till you've seen a decline. Right now, he's riding out peak. It, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I, I do think we've seen the peak. Age and, and and I do I do guess I I can see it where like he is undersized. Obviously, and that was the one thing coming out. And it's like if you are undersized, you do have to be the peak of strength. And I mean, he is. The he's strength. never been hurt though. He's never. Wow, he, really he missed hasn't. he missed two games in his career. And I think if you click on fines and suspensions, both of them were to that because that was a uh, that was something he had happen to him a while ago. I'm not sure if it'll show where he missed the game, but he. Mm. He's been a pretty uh, hothead at times. One yeah, but yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he's a no, he's not like Dominican Sue hothead type of guy. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I don't know, man. That that would be I would be sad to see it, but I mean, teach their own. I mean, what's it like to be? Is he on the Mount Rushmore of defensive players all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. He's so he's too. right behind uh, the Giants. Uh, Lawrence DN. Taylor. Lawrence I th- Taylor. I think you put him, Lawrence Taylor, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis. Like when you think yeah. of a defensive thinking, dominant, I was thinking the cornerback, uh, the Florida State corner, uh, Dion. Dion. Yeah, you forgot your own Florida State. I, I'm bad with names, bro. No, I've always been bad with names, good, and I'm I'm like brain dead right now. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, when, when it comes to that that level of play, though, he yeah, it's it's yeah, it's special. I mean, legend it, of the game is an insult, to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald oh, yeah. is the game when it comes. And to, and to be fair, like the past five years, you could argue he was the best player in the league. 
like overall like obviously quarterback is is more impactful there's more there's a lot more you know highlight position uh, level guys but he you know pound for pound might have been the best player yeah. we've seen and, over the and past to five see, six to years to see a window of that on the defensive side of the ball and yeah. defensive interior to where it's different when you're a quarterback when you're a quarterback you have certain things around you that you're just given automatically yeah, of course you know but when you're what Aaron Donald has to do they're saying, all right, we're going to triple team him. Like, no matter what happens this play, this man is not going to be a factor because that's just something that the offense can plan around when the, specifically. When the Dolphins played hit, played the Rams in 2020, and they the Dolphins bulldozed them because they, they got a bunch of uh, defensive uh, plays that, like, the, it was a one-sided game just because of turnovers and stuff. Yeah. On offense, they're on offense, the entire plan was – triple and quadruple team Aaron Donald. There was a play when they had three rushers, Aaron Donald at nose tackle, and there was four offensive linemen guarding Aaron Donald. Yeah, because y'all, y'all would bring in the the, uh, the running back yeah. and have the tight end chipping too. And then you had the tackles on the edge stay going man for man for whoever they were going, and Aaron Donald had four guys. That's that's the kind, and that's and just that, one that's And that's one the play caliber that fan, they've been you know? doing for years, and he is still at that level of play, if ridiculous. not getting better. It's phenomenal. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, all right. Uh, anywhere else you want to go with the, the Super Bowl? I mean, obviously, uh, Matthew Stafford, got to love it. I, I love that he didn't yeah. get the – the because I, I really did think that last drive, I thought he earned the uh, the MVP just because – 15 I mean, plays. Uh, 15 plays, and he was just lacing it. Just absolutely – I mean, nobody was really open. Even, you know, Cooper Cup obviously had a bunch of uh, receiving yards and a touchdown in that last drive. But, I mean, there was – uh, there was the no look play that's gone all over social People now. People dream of doing that. Where, yeah. yeah, like that, that was just ridiculous. But like you, you watch it from that one angle that I saw today, where it's like no look stays stays on the right side of the field and moves the moves the linebacker safety whoever that was Von in the Bell, middle. Yeah. Von Bell, yeah. So the safety and and just throws it right past him. It and if he didn't wild. do that, it wouldn't. There's so many times open. where exactly yeah. because. OBJ was gone. You had nobody else to get separation. Nobody. Van Jefferson, you had to make it for the, the other guys. Tutu, yeah. I don't know where Tutu Atwell was. I don't know if he was even healthy or anything, yeah. but he wasn't there. That's their second round pick this year. Van Jefferson, great complimentary piece. Yeah, but I mean, just is clearly not not able to take over a game. Not going to be a guy who's a you know number one, number two guy. I mean, that just that just is what it is. Uh, great governor though. I, I don't know, man. I just I, I, I so much respect to Matthew Stafford. You love to see it, and what a Matthew Stafford game. Because all the whole time he was in in uh, with the Lions, yeah, he would throw a couple interceptions. He would get his team into bad spots from time to time, but he would dig them out of a hole every time in the fourth yeah. quarter. It seemed like. And what does Clutch. he do? He throws he throws two interceptions. One, I don't blame him for it all. Late in the game, you, you're you're trying to throw a fifty fifty ball up. The cornerback gets it. Not a big deal. The other one, uh, a little the, bit more. The other on one him. was a wide receiver tip up. Those the second one was. The first one was one that he threw in the back corner. That yeah, was that's like, the one that I didn't he pointed, blame for. He pointed and was like, you know, yeah, just go get it. That's a 50-50 it. ball, The yeah. second one was to the Cooper Cup knockoff guy who reached out with one hand and bobbled the ball up. The guy should have caught it. Number 18, I can't think of his yeah. name. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, so I don't blame him for either. Stafford, either Stafford didn't do either, yeah. either interception. Okay, if yeah. there was one, it would be the uh, forcing the ball down the field the first one. Yeah, but. and I just, I don't have a problem with that. Like, I understand the thought process behind that play. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, you know, you, you take your chances there. That is what it is. Um, yeah, man, just an absolute great game. Joe Burrow played his heart out. I saw a lot of people hating on Joe Burrow. And, yeah. and, I, and the problem with the Super Bowl is you have 112 million people watching this game. And, and you know, it's a fairly small number of people that, per 
percentage of those people that are watching the Super Bowl that actually pay attention and watch every single yeah. week. So it's like, you know, all they get, and especially the Bengals, so it's like all they get is they've heard about him for a couple of weeks because he's, he's been hot and in the news lately, and you watch him in the one game, and if he doesn't blow you away, you, you got a lot yeah, of people the, chirping. The casual that really don't watch have it and be talk. like, oh, he's not all that. Yeah, and it's like, you know, I wanted to do a segment today. We might, we didn't have time, but we might do it next week, whereas like dumb shit people say on the internet, because like, yeah. I did see a lot of people blaming Joe Burrow, and it's like, man, he had no time to throw the ball. I saw one one bad decision the entire game. Uh, third down, where he should have gone to the guy who was, who was in the flats uh, on the sideline yeah. and missed the play. But like other than that, like I saw Tyler Boyd have a, a clear and obvious option route where he should have cut to the outside, and he does, and he cuts inside. Boyd and you also see just, dropped a, a pivotal third and nine. Yeah, exactly. Right in his gut. I mean, this, and there wasn't a, a ton of plays that were like that, but there was enough to where it's like, man, if anything, we're blaming Boyd, yeah, we're blaming think, other people. I think pe- it's just got to go to the props behind Joe Burrow and what yeah, he's able to do. He, you're telling me he's able to get sacked and force a second and 16, and most NFL teams, when that happens, it's like, all right, flip the, flip the playbook, let's mm-hmm. play it safe, and let's get us out of this. He finds ways. He makes plays. It, it was crazy to think. Nev- I think he's been sacked 70 times if you count a regular season and postseason. Yeah, I mean, he had nine in the Titans and, what, I think six against the, it, the That's an insane Rams. number. Yeah, I, and I look, I look at that, I look at him, and it's like you never see his demeanor change. It's exactly. Like, how many, you have never, I don't think there's a quarterback out there that can get sacked that many times and not be flustered. I think Tom Brady is a clear example of, like, a guy who never gets flustered, but I've seen him get flustered when he oh, has four or Brady, five sacks. Brady gets sacked two or three times, though. Yeah, he starts slamming his helmet on the ground, and he's yeah. looking over at the guy like, what the hell Absolutely. are you doing? Burrow's over here just like, hey, I mean, and no, like nobody's like that. I mean, I think the only one that I can think of all the time I have been Roethlisberger, I didn't feel like ever got flustered. Uh, I from think sex. he likes getting hit. Yeah, he's <laughs> he enjoyed <laughs> Big it Ben's too much. weird, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's just uh, props to him. It's going to be fun to watch him for the next 10 years. Really, really wish he would have refused to go to Cincinnati and the Dolphins could have traded up for him. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, um, we, got ten, we got two at Tango Bailoa, so we're, we're, yeah, we're dude, doing pretty good. Yeah, you got franchise. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, let's go to... Our uh, our honorable mentions. Our we're we're doing our right, between our, the pylons accolades. Between we had, the pylons we had, accolades. We had MVP, defensive player of the year. All these other things came out. We made our own little version of that. Yeah, exactly. Sort of. Kind of. This is a little bit silly, fun. We're having fun with this. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Uh, the worst. We'll start with the bad. All right. Okay. Worst beat of the year. We'll go gambling. We'll kind of go gambling. Maybe if it's a game that you called your shot on, you could do that. But I went gambling, and I'll go first on this. The my bad. Beat of the year was week one. I think it was Sunday night. It might have been Monday night football. I don't remember which one. It was was, was Sunday night. Was it Sunday Sunday night night football? I was at work. Raiders, Raiders, uh, Ravens. I bet, like, I, I, it was a big bet, but it was, you know, one of those things where I felt good about it. Darren Waller it just did it a ridiculous one. I was like, oh, I'm going to do like $30 for Darren Waller to have 11 catches, uh, however many yards, and a touchdown, right? And that game, Darren Waller absolutely goes off. He goes off for his last catch of the game was he had already hit his yards at far none. His last catch of the game was the 10th catch of of his game for a touchdown that sent the Raiders to, to overtime. Now, obviously, that was just a big parlay. And to bet anybody get 11 catches, that's not the bad beat. The bad beat is he had two drops in the third quarter that were like literally screens where it was just in his hands and he dropped it that would have won me the bet. Yeah. And then go to overtime, still have a chance. All I need is one catch from Darren Waller to win like four or $500, which, I mean, that was a shit ton of money to me, and not even targeted once. 
That was my bad beat. And then the rest of the year just never got better. I don't know. I didn't win a lot of money this year. Man, so mine, mine was betting as well. Mine was the Tennessee Titans week two. The Titans just got decimated by the Cardinals week one. And they had to travel all the way up to Seattle to play the Seahawks. And the game did not go in their favor. I think they were down 20-0. to zero. At half, it was a, it was a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know for a fact I was I, I put twenty bucks on the Titans money line to come back and that won me a hundred twelve dollars. So you can do the math at home if you want. I think that's around like a plus four ten ish on the odds. So I mean substantial underdog right there. Titans come back, tie the game, force overtime. I cash out right then. Take my one twelve, put it on Seattle to win. See, I, that just doubles my money because when mm-hmm. you make it to overtime, it's just like minus 110 basically. So I would I was looking at a $200 win right here, looking good. Seattle gets the ball, and they have a three and out. They punt the ball to the Titans, back them up though. It was okay. It was looking good. And I was th- I was feeling good about it, and then I think they got an A.J. Brown slant right across the middle. Titans end up taking that game. They kick a field goal to win it. It was big, big momentum for the Titans. Big loss for me right there. And it was just – it sucks because it was like, why did I pull out? I could have kept that in there, just doubled down and left it on the Titans again, and I just I went against my gut in the first place. That was a bad bet, and now it taught me to uh, to leave it. Man, that is, that is a rough one. That's or, where I, I was just chasing the wind, doing too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're playing you're playing a little too a little too hard there. But I mean, especially like understand understandably looking at the season, Titans end up being the number one seed, and the Seahawks miss the playoffs. So it's like we can look at it from that point of view. But you said that was week two. That was week two. Titans just got destroyed. Yeah, and this and what has Russell Wilson been his entire career? Yeah, no, he's been comeback kid. I mean, like he. So why would you not like you go to overtime and Seahawks get the ball? I would bet. I would have instantly done the exact same thing. I don't blame you a bit for that. I don't think it was before the coin toss too. And then once I knew Seattle won it, I was like, I didn't even watch hardly. I was at work and I was like, oh, that's that's a wrap. We're good, right? No, no, damn. That is harsh. That is yeah. a tough one. Uh, all right, moving on. Where do we want to go next? Let's go. Uh, we're gonna okay. Uh, so we call, we're gonna call it big dick and little dick moment. All right, our best and worst calls of the year. Right, just something that we call it. It can be a gambling moment. It can be you know a preseason uh, you know preseason call. Whatever whatever prediction we had. The worst take and best take, basically. All right. Yeah. Uh, but my big dig moment was was saying the Seahawks would have a down year at the beginning of the season. I, I had them missing the playoffs, and uh, yeah, I nailed that. They, I did have them missing the you playoffs. Did. Yeah. You did. Um, yeah. Mine would be, and it's to my, you know, my own failures, I guess, for my Minnesota Vikings would be calling for Mike Zimmer being fired, though. Mm-hmm. Something that kind of got tossed around, and it started getting a lot, lot, you know, hotter as the year went on. Listen, I was here last year saying it was kind of time for a mm-hmm. change of scenery. I was here midseason last year saying, like, this team just doesn't fight enough. Like, yeah. they're in too many close games, and the better team should win these. And then you have to look in the mirror and be like, well, you know, it's one of those moments where the Chargers had to do it. You start, yeah. you start looking at one-position games, and it's like, well, we're one and eight. You know, that's going to go back to the mean. And then after so long, it's like maybe, maybe there's something – pointing to why there's these late game moments right here yeah and mike zimmer change of pace yeah it, it you know i was yeah. right uh <sighs> i'm gonna go at my little dick moment i had a lot more of these than big dick moments i don't know if that it, says anything it, about it, me it, it happens, I, uh, i had a rough year for projecting stuff but my worst by far 
Trey Hendrickson, defensive end for the Saints, goes and gets a payday by the Cincinnati Bengals. And I thought that was the second coming of all the terrible Jaguars signings, all the terrible Brown signings. You know, you see all these big free agent signings that are just like, oh, man, what a terrible, Got terrible paid. signing. We're not hearing from him again. And Trey Hendrickson goes off for, what, 11 sacks this season? Oh, An yeah, absolute monster in, uh, in, the, in the playoffs. I mean, a big part of that defensive line I could not have been more wrong I had that when we were doing our free agent stuff and I know I honestly I don't want to call you out but I know you agreed with me we both uh, we both missed on this I had that as the worst free agent signing of the year that was a miss. He had 14 sacks. He had 14 sacks. 14 yeah. sacks. That was a huge That's miss. That's huge. No, no, and I thought so too. I thought it was like a guy who could go out and kind of be they paid him De- elite defensive end won money. money, and I was like, I didn't like that I one. didn't see it. You know, I was looking more of like the Carl Lawsons out there that got their chance at the Jets, and I was like, that one I like. And then he ended up getting hurt, whatever the case. Trey Henderson, you outperformed and did it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have two, and I'm going to take mine being the overall hype behind Washington's defense. Mm-hmm. That was one that I just thought of. Yeah. And thinking about how they went out and signed um, – was it William Jackson? I yeah, believe? we we both thought loved that, that was signing. A yeah, massive signing for them. I thought it was just going to be the move. They had so many different big veteran names on that defense. I thought there was no way, even if they didn't address that quarterback position, and they weren't able to. You know, they had Taylor Heineke doing some okay things there. Mm-hmm. That their defense would be able to just get them by, and they would be a, a solid, at worst, top five defense. I was wrong on that one, and you know, you got to bite the bullet on it. Yeah, look, okay, I guess if we're doing two, I can I can do two, too. Uh, the Panthers, and I, again, that was another one that I agreed with you on the, on the, on the uh, Washington Washingtons there. But, yeah, the Panthers, I thought, was going to be the team, and I felt real good about it the first, like, four weeks of the season. I, I thought Sam Darnold was going to come in and find his home in Carolina. I thought Joe uh, – Joe, uh, I can't remember his name anymore. The offensive line. Joe Brady. Thank you. Joe Brady for the, I told you, I can't think today. It's my back. I blame my back. I saw back pain. Um, I thought Joe Brady was going to be a candidate for a, uh, for a head coaching job because I thought he would just turn this offense into an absolute powerhouse. I thought, you know, and and really the the sad part is I know Christian McCaffrey got hurt, but every time I talked about the Panthers in the off season, uh, last year's off season, I didn't even really mention uh, Christian McCaffrey because he was the known commodity. I was talking about all the other pieces that I thought they had yeah. that I thought was just going to be absolutely ridiculous. And yeah, it was, a, it was a huge miss. They went downhill fast. They never the, that offense never was able to elevate or you know evolve over the season. And Joe Brady ends up getting fired. Uh, and yeah, that was that was one of my bigger misses. I, I'd say my last one would be just the overall hype from thinking the Giants were ready to make a next step. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a big believer in Joe Judge, and like mm-hmm. I kind of thought that he had some chemistry going on with this outperforming no-name defense. Mm-hmm. They went out in free agency in the draft and kind of bring they brought a few guys on. Um, had a lot of free agent signings, too, and I kind of thought it would be better for them uh, yeah. top to bottom, and it didn't hit like I thought it would. I wasn't ready for him to be fired. They ended up, I mean, being probably one of the worst worst teams out there right now. Yeah. Bad future going, so... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that wrong. goes moving forward. But yeah, and I, I think you were a little higher on than I was. But like, I won't sit here and say I was like I, I was. I'm pretty surprised by how bad they were this past year as well. Uh, all right, let's go through a couple fairly quickly, just because we agreed on the next few, so we won't spend a whole lot of time going back and forth on it. But best social media moment, the moment that was just like, holy shit, what's going on? This took over the internet. Yeah. There's a lot of them in the NFL, but the best one by far was Antonio. Brown taking 
his clothes off mid-game and just hyping up the crowd and leaving. That is unheard of. That's <laughs> like, they don't even put that in a movie because they're like, nah. That was wild. Yeah, absolutely wild. Uh, we talk, we joke. Start to the new year, too, so it was <laughs> like, oh, we're off to a great start. We, we joke about, like, starting a, a sports book, you know, online sports book, where we don't do game lines or anything like that, and we just do, like, absolutely crazy off-the-wall bets yeah. and, and give them ridiculous odds, but if they hit, you'll hit big. Yeah. But I think the sports book would win all, all, we would have lost our money Listen, on that one. We would have been bankrupt that day. Yeah, that, what are the odds a player just quits mid-game? Quits mid-game. You know, we could do different ones like what are the odds that there's an animal on the field mm-hmm. or that, you know, the scoreboard malfunctions, just the most wild stuff ever. Mm-hmm. We, we'd be we'd be done. We lost that one yeah. pretty bad. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, worst celebration of the season. There are a lot of good celebration, but who had the absolute worst celebration of the year? Kirk Cousins hitting the gritty. That was uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was. It's like your parents having sex. You don't want to see that. No, 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 no yeah. It's. Like, I mean, it's like a, a car wreck. You'll look. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> Fair enough. That's probably a better one. Yeah. Parents. It's like I wish I did. Um. All right. Uh. Biggest. Who the fuck is that moment? All right. The the guy. And I think we. There's could be a lot of answers here, but I know we both were unanimous on this one. Uh. But who the fuck is that? Just somebody who came out of left field and end up balling, uh, for a team. And go figure. It's a running back on the 49ers. Eli. Mitchell. Yep. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't guess that one. No. You have the hype behind Trey Sermon right there. Yeah, that's uh, honestly that was a, one of my like one of the considerations for Big Dig moment. Although I didn't want to, because you know I wasn't completely out on him, but I didn't like him coming out, yeah. and I didn't really see the fit with the 49ers. But the 49ers traded up for him. I figured they knew more than I did. And Trey Sermon got little to no play all season. I don't think there was any big injury yeah, he issues had a lot there. Of trouble. And yeah. yeah, and then Eli Mitchell, their their seventh round, sixth or seventh round pick, whatever it was, goes out and absolutely balls. I mean, I know he had some injury issues, but Wow, what a what a thing that Kyle Shannon can do! Why would you ever trade up for a running back when you can find these guys in the sixth exactly. and seventh round? And, and, it doesn't make any sense to me. You never see him bet against himself. Usually, yeah. he's over prideful in saying that I can show you what I can do without you. Yeah, and that one was kind of against this. Yeah. Thing, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we will finish it off and finish off this podcast with the uh, the biggest underachiever and overachiever of the season. This is a team that overachieved and a team that underachieved. I can't explain it any better than that. I'll let yeah, you go first. Uh, I'm going to hurt your feelings on this one, and it's your Miami Dolphins. You know, you went, y'all went from a spot last year, a 10-win team. You just barely missed the playoffs just because mm-hmm. of some tiebreaker standings and stuff, and it was looking really good. Not saying that we knew that Tua was the guy, but we knew that Tua wasn't the guy, and you still got 10 wins. Mm-hmm. We knew that Tua may be the guy, and you have 10 wins. There's not a lot of teams who can do that good and still have that question mark at the biggest position in the game. Yeah. Went into this year, y'all went on that seven-loss streak, then a seven-win streak. It was just kind of this upheaval of, I expected your this year to be your last year, Mm -hmm. and basically flipped the years. You know, you wanted to see, I I feel like you took a big jump before you really learned to walk when it comes to Brian Flores, and now you've lost your coach. Uh, There's there's rumors that the owner's going to have to sell the team from paying money to lose games. And, you know, y'all, y'all went from a spot where I was looking at you and actually respected you as a franchise, a team, and a fan, and a fan. And honestly, every one of those levels, you can pretty much just strip away in my head. <laughs> so. You don't respect me as a fan? <laughs> Why not? I just, I don't know. I, listen, it took this weird twist in my head because I could tell by your face where I was like, I'm going to shit on you now. <laughs> I was just, it was just the way you were doing it. It was like, he's hurting. Stab him. <laughs> Go for the kill. <laughs> 
I mean, I, look, you can just look. Step when, on his throat. When we fired Brian Flores, I was I was questioning it all, man. Yeah, I really upset. was. I was because I thought we had the dude. I thought we had the next Bill you Belichick. Did have the guy. I you mean, had I the really guy with did. That drive. Yeah, you just didn't want him. Uh, yeah, well, I wanted your, him. Your owner. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't be mad if he sold the team. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that wasn't fun to talk about. All right, um, Browns are mine. Underachiever. Uh, yeah, that hurts me. Yeah, you, yeah, I don't think it hurt you the way you hurt me, man. Nope. Um, all right, okay. Let's. I got a whole oh, something on my back. Let's shit on the Browns now. Yeah. All right, Baker Mayfield, the uh, the number. Sorry, I just heard what you said. Uh, Baker Mayfield, number one pick in uh, in that class that had uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in it. Uh, yeah, where were you all season? What happened there? Uh, not able to move the ball when you have OBJ on the field. Have to cut OBJ. He goes to the Super Bowl winning football team, so that just kind of has to sting, right? Mm-hmm. Go from the Browns to a Super Bowl winning team. Uh, happened a lot when the Browns trade with the pa- Patriots, too. Uh, you're supposed to have the best offensive line in the league. Didn't matter. Uh, you're supposed to have these be- the best running backs in the league. Both of them got hurt. Didn't matter. Your defense is supposed to be, you know, top you 10 the with year. the defensive linemen. Yeah, a, a defensive line that should be great wasn't enough uh, at, at every level, man. Like, this team on paper should have been the, the I mean, they, they should have been, you know, at least competing in the divisional ch- or championship round. They should have been where the Bengals were, really. Yes, I mean, yes. they have all the pieces, but, I mean, yeah, Joe Burr is a difference maker, and I, I'm going to sit here and say I don't think that Baker Mayfield is ever going to be that. I think Baker Mayfield's a fine quarterback, but Baker Mayfield's close to getting into that Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, uh, Derek Carr, range where it's like no you know, I, i'll go further he's below that yeah well yeah okay fair enough yeah so i was gonna say like man if that's it's feeling like that's his ceiling at this point yeah. he might even be worse than that but See, it's and, feeling and that's, like that's the biggest thing is that that's his ceiling because when you take yeah. a guy at one one where you do you have to at least see a glimpse of mm. man that's why we took that guy that guy's our franchise that guy's our leader it looked like in the beginning you saw that out of baker because mm-hmm. he had this adversity where the browns just had this bad taste in our mouth for so long even think about it, we got impressed with a six seven win season out of them. Yeah. That was that was how low the bar was. Yeah. Then you started to get more comfortable with winning and all these narratives and it just feels like that's where he's at. Like he brought them as high as he could that early on and you need more out of that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate because now you have to make a decision. He, you know, he'll probably get another season. I, I it would be it would be a surprise if he isn't the starter for them next year. And it's one of those things where it's like you're gonna have this little this thing like you're not you're not really in a position where you can get a guy who's significantly better, and you're not really in a position where this guy can win you a Super Bowl unless you have everything perfect around him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that has been a Tannehill, that has been a Kirk Cousins, that has been a Derek Carr a little bit. And again, I think there. There's, there's pros to all those guys. All those quarterbacks deserve to be starters in the league. There's 32 spots. Not all of them can be superstars. But it really does suck when it's a quarterback-driven league to be in that position where it's like you need everything else to work out perfect and you need uh, you know, you need to not have three interceptions in, in the uh, divisional round type of play, yeah. too. Yeah, I, I, I get that for sure. Um, yeah, so that's it. All right, we'll finish it on a high note. Overachievers, I'm going to go... I'm going to go pretty, you know, basic. The Bengals were the biggest yeah. overachievers ever, right? They go to the Super Bowl. Uh, Jamar Chase is an absolute dog. T. Higgins coming out. I mean, just it's so cool that, like, T. Higgins was kind of getting shit on during the draft process, and, and he's ended up kind of proving everybody wrong. Uh, it's cool that Joe Burrow is able to come back, be be uh, a comeback player yeah, of the year. Some, and yeah. and really, I don't feel like a lot of people did not give him that. Like, I think everyone was projecting it to be, you know, a, a Dak Prescott or, 
a, a uh, you know, James Winston. And I don't think enough people really gave him a chance for that at the beginning of the season because I remember looking at that, and I don't even think I considered Joe Burrow no, as an option. No, I, I didn't either. We uh, should have. Yeah, absolutely should have. Uh, dude's a dog. Team's a, team's absolutely awesome. In one season, they turned their entire, you know, franchise around from being considered a, you know, bottom 10, perennial bottom 10 team in the league to, I mean, this team's going to be competing with the Chiefs and the Bills every year. Future's looking bright. Yeah. Um, mine is a team that I always kind of keep down, especially when you look at the stack division. And they fizzled out to, you know, they they do have this narrative behind them that they they peak too early, they fizzle out late. It's the Arizona Cardinals. But they were, what, 10-0? and 0? I mean, for a good bit of the year, 9-0, yeah. whatever it was. They were outperforming what they normally do, mm-hmm. even thinking that they're going to be held back a little bit. So, I mean, they did great. Kyler's looking like the guy. I know there's a lot of weird things going on up there right now. Should with, we talk about that? Should we you know, show I don't, I don't that? know. I, I think we need to see if a little bit more comes out about it just because I don't think we have a lot other than hearsay right now. The Kyler and the Cardinals beefing with each other, deleting Instagrams, and it's kind of this little petty battle of – I want to, you know, like, so I'll let you finish your yeah, thought on, yeah. the, on well, the Cardinals. Cardinals overachiever. They, they had a good, they had a good season overall, top to bottom. Absolutely. That's why I mentioned it though, because there's a question mark. I want to give you credit because, like, you you were not high on card on on Kyler coming out. Thought and about I think, putting that as my big moment. No yeah, joke. Yeah, but and, and to be fair, like Kyler is a great quarterback. But it does feel like I remember watching this year, and I think I talked to you about it off, off, uh, off, obviously, camera and, and off the podcast. Just mentioning, like, man, Kyler kind of seems like a bitch sometimes. Like, there's yeah. just there's just moments, and like, you know, that's such a easy, you know, armchair quarterback type of guy. That's the type of thing to say for me to say that. I understand that sounds dumb, and like, I don't usually like saying that because obviously he's a, you know, superstar football player, all those things. But like, just sometimes where it's like. Man, like, why are you dropping down in the pocket like when nobody was really around you? Why are you? Why are you not at least like? I understand you want to protect yourself, and I have no problem with quarterback sliding or whatever. But they're just moments, little moments here and there, where it's like, man, there's something off about that. Like that's not yeah. that's not the Joe Burrow attitude. Well, that, like that's, that's why not I got the that stigma that I don't yeah. like. Kyler was because there was a lot of things in pre-draft interviews. That yeah. he would hear about him. He wouldn't answer questions unless his dad was right next to him. Yeah. You know, his dad kind of has always been this thing behind the scenes pushing him. He transferred out of Texas A&M when adversity kind of hit where he could have fought for that job but yeah. ended up leaving. Whatever. A lot of people transfer. We're in a transfer portal nowadays. That's just kind of what it is. But now he's to the point where he's starting to commit people saying, if you haven't stepped between the lines, you don't really know who I am. And yeah. it's like, man, it's if, weird. if you're having to go to Instagram to address that, I don't care what you think, there is a problem. Yeah. No matter what the narrative is, we're not having to question that about certain guys because we let their play and their character dictate that. You have been called into question before. It's called living above reproach. Mm-hmm. Possession yourself and set yourself up to where you cannot be called into question by doing those things. This little, I want baseball, I want football, I want to get paid now, I don't want to get paid now. Now they're saying he's holding out because he wants to get paid a lot of money right now. Right now. Yeah, and, and, and Grant, we don't know and, for and that Ky- to be true. And Kyler sure. is a yeah. superstar. He yeah. is a phenomenal football yeah. player. I never wanted to take that away from him. But when you get... When you have hey. a prima donna, you got to appeal to it. Hey, just credit to you, man. Because I, I mean, you, you have always kind of been down on Kyler, and I know first oh, couple I had years to eat my in the words, league, bro. first couple years in the league, like I know it was hard on you to like yeah. watch him be as good as he was, and it's like you know, in our friend group, we're going to shit on you for for when it's not warranted, especially you know, even if we see blood, yeah, we're going to pounce. Yeah, it's so, hard to be as outspoken as we can be about yeah. certain things, and I was very heavy 
on saying that I had a character issue. And yeah, and you you didn't you didn't like that he said he was going to go play baseball. They let him play Promise. last year at college, yeah. and then he he changes his mind. You you weren't you weren't real cool with that. And I I don't know. I just there's enough now where it's like I'm not ready to sit here and say that Kyler's a, a, a you know an asshole or whatever. Like yeah. I'm not I'm not calling. And regardless him, of what he is, he's still a great football questioning player. Questioning it now I'm now it's at least in the zeitgeist of like this is a real conversation. This might be a narrative that we look at and now he has a microscope on him and if he fucks up even a little it's going to be expo- yeah, and, expanded. Yeah, and it looks like when the pressure was hot for mm-hmm. a while during that pre-draft process, people, he got real upset about people asking about his hands and his height mm-hmm. and this, that, and the other. And when you're under a microscope and you can't handle the pressure, we saw what happened to the pressure in that playoff game. Yeah. And guess what? He got upset because the narrative was that he let the team down. I'm sorry. You're the quarterback. You're the number one overall pick. You do something that I do applaud Baker for doing. Mm-hmm. In all of his failures, he has always stood beside it and said, oh, that yeah. was me. He's always been That's a man me. about it. I will yeah. be better. You can roast me if you want. I will be my best. Mm-hmm. Kyler, on the other hand, deletes everything and kind of goes into his little shell and hides. It's like, listen, you yeah. can't be the guy on Sunday when you win and not be the guy when you lose. I'm sorry. That was a bad way to handle it as a leader. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even, even I mean, shit, Joe Burrow came after the came came out after the Super Bowl and said, I could have played better. And yeah. I just a fucking great. And, and guess like, what? But that was yeah. that wasn't Burrow's place to say, but, yeah. it, but he did though. That's yeah. what you do as the quarterback. Yeah. You don't ever try to say it's the pieces around me. Absolutely agree. All right, hey, we'll end it there. That was a great way to end it. I love it. We're getting a little heated now. Yeah. Uh you're gonna go to the gym. I saw the back print, so I can't uh great. Great podcast this week. I am going to try and get back on schedule putting out the, uh, you know, draft profiles and mock drafts and stuff. Uh, so if you're interested in that, it's coming soon. Sorry, it's it's tough to sit at a computer for a super long time now. So we're, we're getting back into it. Thank you so much for watching. We'll be back next week. Peace. Seven.